We're, We're back. back. Welcome back to a new episode of Monday with Moms. I'm Tris, and we again are not joined by Tiff. A quick update. Um, she did have a little bit of a post-surgery um, complication. She is at home and is, is continuing to heal and get better, and I hope to have her on and back next week. But in the meantime, we're rejoined by last week's guest, my sister Amy. Say hello. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> and we have a special guest flown from Honolulu, Hawaii, our dad, Roger. Aloha, everybody. Good to be on your show and prayers for Tiff for our speedy recovery. Yeah. Glad we to be here. I know. We're happy to have you here. Um, our dad is in town this past week because we did celebrate my son's fourth birthday. So he came in with my mom and our three-year-old nephew. So the boys are downstairs playing um, while we take the time to record this podcast. Um, so anyways, we're going to kind of get into it. Um, we already talked about Amy's story last week about her being a side mom and having our dad on just explaining the different types of generations that he's parented. A little bit of background is he was became a dad in his early 20s to me and my brother. We're, we have a three year difference between my brother and I. So he did parenting in his early 20s like Tiff did. And then he did our second half, which is Amy and my younger sister in his like mid 30s like i did so just wanting to hear about his experiences in those two different generations of parenting and his life as a parent and also as a grandparent so i don't know set, set the stage when did you become a parent what were you doing mm. where were you living welcome to the life of roger in honolulu hawaii once upon a time well just get into it okay well like you mentioned i was i i was a Basically, just turned 20 years old when we discovered uh, my wife was pregnant to you, having you. And when we were born, I was I just turned 20 in some days, some change. And I was thinking to myself, oh, you know, I thought I knew it all. You know, when I, when I look back at a 20-year-old now, like, what? It's like a kid having a kid. But right? at 20 years old, I thought, you know, I know it all. I, I know what to do. You know, this, this can't be difficult. And talk about, you know... I don't care what uh, life can prepare you for, but being a father or being a parent is just something you just have to do. You can read all the books, you know, um, uh, watch TV shows and Brady Bunch, but <laughs> Brady Bunch, okay. but, um, nothing can prepare you to just being a, a parent and being a father. But it was the best thing uh, I ever did in my life is just being a parent and being a dad to your folks at a young age. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, so yes, you mentioned having me at 20, because we're, we're, our birthdays are only three days apart, which is coming up mm -hmm. soon. Um, I guess explain, like, what, what what was the situation? What were you doing? Were you married? Where were you working, living? Yes, we got married. Um, um, I was working um, at, at a hospital, and <clears throat> it wasn't really much of a career. It was, like, just working at a job um, before I decided to go to college I haven't even decided what kind of career I wanted to do mm -hmm. but when you came I just think I just needed to do some growing up I said oh boy I have some responsibilities to do so after having you I said oh I'm gonna um join the um, Air Force I joined the Air Force because I was looking for a career in um maintenance air conditioning to be specific so mm -hmm. I went to school in the Air, Air Force and also at the time um, the hospital was nice enough to kind of like cross train me into maintenance air conditioning so after coming back from the Air Force with air conditioning training 
I was uh, moved over to the air conditioning shop where I started to um, kind of do a maintenance around the hospital. Okay. And and at this point, it was it just me? Yes. Okay. Just you, and we were living in town with my uh, mother-in-law, your grandma, and just trying to make a living and um, being a young parent and just... Yeah, it was it was difficult at the time. But at least living with in law, I mean, your in laws help because just like how I have the two girls here to help me, it's it's it makes a big difference. Oh yeah, grandma was uh, really helpful. I mean, she had seven kids. <laughs> your mom was like yeah, one of the youngest, but she had seven children. Yeah. So she was an uh, expert mom at that time, and yeah, thank God for grandma and my mother-in-law for helping out because I really needed help. Even my parents live far away in Waipawa. Mom mentioned I was I had. I was a colic baby, so I cried nonstop, <laughs> threw up all the time. Yeah, I remember sitting up with you, like two thirty in the morning, a twenty-year-old sitting down watching you, so like mom could sleep. And every time you out feed you milk, you like literally throw up like the excess all over <laughs> me. And I was like, what? And I remember telling myself, oh, am I the only God? Why are you doing this to me? You know, I've got to, I got to change my clothes every time. I basically fed you milk. It was like. You know, doing extra laundry for the next day, but mom would do the laundry. But yeah, it was just like, wow, this is this is not that easy. I, I, and you're like driving around and driving around with me at like 3 a.m. to get me to sleep. Yeah, you had a hard time sleeping, so we put you in the car at 2:30 in the morning and just drive you around and just the, I guess the the sound of the car would put you to sleep, and uh-huh. that's how um, pretty much our our young parenting life was at that time. And if that didn't already give you a sign of maybe we should have stopped here you had my brother (laughs) then three years later yeah um um before i would go forward i i know like i uh, mentioned earlier you know when people look at your life and your the typical um route that you take um is you graduate from high school Mm -hmm. you go to college get a college degree you know mom and dad want you to get a college degree good education and then no particular order either get a house or you get married and then you have children but in my case um (laughs) it was kind of switched around or flip-flopped i had i was i didn't have a good job i I was with kids i mean no regrets i'm looking back and i'm gonna explain later how everything turned out okay obviously Mm -hmm. because i'm here and (laughs) you are here (laughs) yep and so you know you kind of you know that's how uh, my life was cards were dealt i had a child and i i needed to be more responsible so i i ended up um after coming back and working the maintenance i joined the police department i was lucky to get a job in the police department where it provided well and at, at that time like i gained more experience being a parent and now i got the job it wasn't education first but i got the job and then the house and then on number two, uh, our son came along, your younger brother. Mm-hmm. Was he planned at all? Or, yes. Oh, so you guys already were like knew you wanted to just try to get all the kids out of the way mm, at that point? Kind of, sort of. And especially after, you know, having Tris, a daughter, and then uh, my son came. It was like, okay, I think we're done because, you know, another, <laughs> you know, typical um, plan is mm-hmm. having a boy and girl, a girl and boy in that order. So in my mind, I thought we were done. Like, okay, happy days. You know, not like we had two daughters. Okay, let's try for a boy three years down the line or two years down the line. So, I mean, it is just, it's just things that, you know, are unforeseen. And, you know, later on, you know, a few years later, um, we decided to have more children. Yeah. Was um, raising uh, our brother different from raising Tris? Was it like an easier time period? Like, was he easier than Tris at that point? 
Well, looking back now, yeah, it got easier. I mean, if Tris was like I said, a difficult <laughs> child. I don't, but I don't know if she was difficult because I was just young mm. and you know immature and like, like I said, a kid right, raising a kid. But looking back, it wasn't that bad. I mean, we, we realized. I mean, when my son came along, I don't, I don't know if, if he was easier or we just got more mature or I, I got more patient. It was a combination. Yeah, for sure. I think a combination. And and, and really, in reality, he was pretty easy. You know, he was just, he didn't have colic. <laughs> but um, I, I think, yeah, it's a combination of just being mature and more experience, you know, made parenting a lot easier. And then, like you said, kind of, uh, it was 10 years apart from me, so, and seven with our brother. So about seven years after having yep. our, your, your son, the two girls within the four years apart came as well so i was 10 and, and 14 when our, my two the two younger ones were born yep yeah how was that yeah. so i mean always go back to experience having experience now we had two kids and after um my son was born so you had seven years and we decided to have another pair which is kind of odd because after having two kids you know of course people always ask you oh um <laughs> This, you know, I, I have two kids, you know, blah, 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 blah. And a seven-year break. Oh, is that uh, first marriage, second marriage? Oh, <laughs> yep. no, no. We I got that. I got asked to, all the time. Yeah. So we just ha I was at the explain. Oh, no, we just waited. I tell my close friends, yeah, I just, you know, I was so young. And now that, you know, I got the house, you know, I got the job. Now I got the kids. And now I got the experience. And I realized, okay, um, I think uh, we're comfortable. And I want to, um, mom and I want to have more kids. And that's why um, my daughter and uh, Amy came along. And you had, we now that I'm doing the math, you had them at 30 and 34. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of similar to when I had kids. Yeah, and obviously I, you had a lot more stability and structure and you kind of had your life put together more at that yeah, time. Yeah, by then I guess my job was settling in. You know, I wasn't, I passed the rookie stages. Uh, my job was a little bit more stable, a lot more stable than, you know, just working a lot of, um, overtime and being um, assigned different places. By that time, in my 30s, I was yeah, kind of uh, settled down in the police department. So yeah, life was pretty um, getting more stabilized. And something that we can touch on as well as from when I was born through Amy's childhood is you provided and was the sole provider where our mom was able to stay home pretty much the whole entire time. I know she was for sure home my entire childhood. And then for you, Amy, you said... No, yeah, she started working when I was in high school, high school. but she was pretty much... And that there. was, looking back, at least on... We have different ways of looking at it. Looking back is... Um, it was, like, really a blessing. Um, I couldn't have imagined yeah. it any other way that you were able to work so hard that she was able to stay home. She did babysit. We talked about this in a couple of episodes where she was able to still babysit and come come up with some extra income just mm -hmm. for like small, you know, things on the side. Mm -hmm. But like you, yeah, you you were the sole provider. Did that put a lot of pressure on you? No, I think it was a good team. Um, the only thing was, yeah, um, mom started babysitting um, other people's kids and watching you folks. So that made it a lot easier uh, for me as far as like um, taking you guys to school and your functions and I tried to be there as much as I can but it was just uh, like a teamwork but we had a compromise sometimes I'll be tired working all day and when I come home I it's tired of dealing with people I just want to stay home and mom opposite she's stuck in the house and watching kids all day and she wanted to get out so we had to compromise and you know 
one day we'll go out watch a movie and just walk around go shopping and another day I'll still in rest but I think it, it was without her I, I, I wouldn't know how I would do this um, and um, being a um, working and um, being at home where mom was working and finding a babysitter I think I wanted actually mom to stay home and, and be a stay at home mom for you folks yeah and it made it I mean it made a big difference because looking back comparing it to friends uh, I think Amy can speak the same is uh, she was always there to take me to school pick me up um, same for Amy but mm -hmm. like always be at our sporting events school events um, she would even be the person that would have to take our friends home because mm -hmm. they didn't their <laughs> yeah. parents were working and I mean I never really like appreciated that and it, it's crazy that I took advantage of it because even now like without the help of obviously Amy like I wouldn't know who would pick Jack up so things like that so I'm a working mom and I see the difference of how if I were a stay-at-home mom I'd be way more present and available and that's what she was to be able to do for us with the help of you being the sole provider mm -hmm. that's that's why it really worked out you know we're working and you know as much as I can try to find time to help her out but yeah she was like the the soccer mom, the karate mom, yeah. and whatever, you know, the student government, student yeah. government. we didn't do sports. Yep. But you also were able to find a, a balance between, like we always talk about self-care. Moms, I always encourage moms to have self-care. I think dads deserve it too. And I know you were able to by, by playing music. So you did a lot of music, you did karate. Um, so I'm glad that you were able to have that time for yourself because you were I never never appreciated or, or, or really paid attention but I always just felt you were working all the time but you did have an outlet where you could still enjoy yourself as well oh yeah definitely and I think everyone here um, you know whether um, we're working or staying at home you need an I would call it an outlet and my outlet was playing music which I enjoyed and um, martial arts whether mm -hmm. it be you know, karate and now uh, jujitsu and working out and just basically that and just it, it keeps you healthy too when you work out and i'm a bit advocate of um being staying healthy because it help, it's healthy for your mind and if your mind is healthy you become a healthy person and hopefully you raise healthy kids who can <laughs> mimic that yeah yeah um and then so the yeah watching the difference of you parenting me and my brother to amy i mean even to just being a parenting in those two different generations. Um, we talked about this of how different it was from comparing how it was having kids in your twenties and what, what, what you had available in your twenties compared to parenting Amy in your thirties. And there's a lot more stuff available. Like how was the difference with that? Yeah. The technology, like I mentioned earlier, I used to, um, you know, uh, my mom, my, my parents used to kind of like laugh at us because you guys have it so easy. You know, when you were a kid, when you were a baby and my, my siblings, we had to literally wash every diaper you use. Like, what yeah. cloth diapers? And I'm sure you older people listening to this, you guys can laugh and or maybe ask your parents, what, mom, we had cloth diapers? Yeah, we didn't have disposable diapers that you have. Mm -hmm. and We didn't have microwave ovens where you could just <laughs> heat up a bottle of milk in literally seconds. Yeah. Even though my, my parents used to say that's kind of radioactive or that's mm -hmm. not healthy, yeah. but I said, Mom, it's technology. <laughs> and even Betamax um, videos, I would play Barney and watch, watch videos. Yeah. But now, yeah, yeah, that was like, wow, that was high tech. And, you know, and just playing uh, puppet show games with my kids, be entertaining and playing my guitar and singing to you folks and just, you know, entertaining you in that way. And now I, I, with the, 
having um, seeing your kids now I see like iPads and who, all these technology but it's it's you know it's it serves its purpose too iPads you know and we're living in a technical world and if you don't know how to use an iPad or a computer you might fall way behind but I feel like it, it took a lot more patience because you don't have those easy distractions raising kids both generations because mm-hmm. only recently within like the last mm-hmm. 10 years technology really yeah. made a big uh, jump but like you said like having to have those distractions of getting us playing games imagine like using imagination games mm-hmm. getting us outside like that's the childhood that I, I i mean i'm used to and it is weird to be able to put an ipad in front of you know the kids and w- where we didn't have that in the past it'd be like wait to you know seven yeah. o'clock when a, a, our favorite show comes on where you can just literally pull up your favorite show on youtube so it is it is it, it really is crazy much was like go outside and find something to do yeah like now it's just they don't want to go outside so it's really yeah you just gotta have a balance between you know enough ipad time and have interaction i used to always like when you guys got older said no cell phones on the table mm-hmm. and and interact with people because that's how we were but you know, looking back even in my time we had no choice because there was no um, technology available like i said my parents laughed at us because they thought technology was microwave and you know a term is to hold hot water so we can uh, make milk at night when, when we wake up yeah and now we can just we have actual bot- bottle warmers which is crazy because yeah. even when amy was a baby and i was like a teenager i remember it i have to take out frozen milk bags and like put it in hot boiling water to kind of thaw it out and it's not it's not the case anymore i mean some people for some people it is the case depending on what you can afford but just the availability of what there what's out there is so much different um but jumping to just the differences between amy and i mm-hmm. um how i perceived you as a parent versus amy is something that i took for granted was I think I, I started, I was spiteful watching the difference between how much you were around when I was a child versus when the two girls were born. But now that I've become a parent, um, something I haven't really told you is I can see like the di- like why, like why you're not, not present. And I'm a lot more thankful and understanding that of how hard you worked with your job and just picking up those extra shifts and you know, working even further distances cause, or different shifts because it paid more, like midnight shifts would pay more, but mm-hmm. that meant I saw you a lot less or you were just sleeping all day long. And I, and seeing how much more present you were with the girls, I kind of, in, in the moment, I was very spiteful. Spiteful. I was like, I you know, I wish you, you were that, like that for me and more available, but I mean, I'm, I'm living the same life now where I do try to pick <laughs> yeah. up extra shifts or I work certain days to get paid more and I see my son a little less, but it's because we're building that that future and building that that structure and mm-hmm. i mean comparing it to amy yeah which... i mean i guess i remember there was a time when i was younger that you told me that that you were like i'm glad that he's around for you know for our my childhood because mm-hmm. i was daddy i am still daddy's girl and like <laughs> yes. we went on trips and like we w- whenever he was off we would go like to church together go out to eat and i you know, we always i had that experience and I guess compared to what you went through, it was a little bit different. And I also was never really aware of like financial struggles, which is like very much a blessing that Mm -hmm. I, you know, a lot of people don't get to have that experience. And, you know, I always got to do what I wanted to do. I was, I never felt. You were spoiled. Yes, I was spoiled. (laughs) I'm not as spoiled as our other sister, but. I think you were all spoiled in different ways. Mm -hmm. And going back to what Justina said, um, 
they really don't realize, but when we're having your first child, like I mentioned earlier, your first child gets, you know, even if you think not, but you get a lot of attention because we knew parents. We don't know. We'll be cut, chop off every slice of bread and cut off the crust and go through all these choking hazards. Yeah, and, and take a lot of time with, you know, because we don't know any better. It's like playing it safe. And by the time our son came and you came, it was like, ah, oh, just. Feed it to yeah, them, feed however. Feed stuff it in the mouth. You eat the crust. We eat dinner at all. Like, <laughs> wow, what happened to that? And, you know, and I'll be like, maybe even sometimes spending less time with the, the youth, young, my two youngest because, you know, because of that seven-year gap, I always thought, I mean, the age were like my Tris and uh, my son were like kind of like your uncle and aunt at that time. So mm-hmm. I'll be like, you know, daddy no more time. Just go play with Tris and your your, your brother. Yeah. So it, it all in perspective, I know I spent a lot of time with the first two. Maybe didn't have the means at time, that time to take them to Disneyland and traveling, but mm-hmm. in different ways, we spent more time with them because they uh, they were my only first two kids, and mm-hmm. I guess I gave a lot of my time. Yeah, but it, it, it's a it's I appreciate it a lot more because I I don't know. I mean, comparing it to just friends like we always say comparing mm-hmm. it to friends yeah. and just comparing it even till now where i have people that say like they actually grew up poor and i mean you could have been struggling obviously mm-hmm. and we wouldn't know um but I, yeah i never felt that way not to say we grew up poor but like you just you mm-hmm. you worked really hard for it to not seem ever that way because we did pretty much get everything we wanted which yes we are spoiled I think yeah. I mean, I didn't want to be. I mean, I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be poor. No, who wants to be poor? Yeah. But sometimes I look back and you know, I look at my life, and you always learn, even as an adult, you know, how much is actually enough. And it's and I look back. Did I really, really needed to work those extra shifts, mm-hmm. that special duty, and because you can never get that time back with your kids. And That's by true. the time I had, you know, my last two, I realized, you know. And, and I was more established in my job. I realized that, you know, these trips are important. These are memories that we, we can never, you know, take away because, you know, I have the means. Like my brother always is the same. Older brothers say, get, get, no more, no more. So mm-hmm. just take advantage of the time and it all worked out okay. Okay, to the point where you you, were, you you told me about how the differences between you having kids the untraditional way compared yep. to your older siblings. Yep, I mean, I, like if you like I mentioned earlier, if I did everything backward, everything ended up actually in my in my the way I look at it in my favor. I'm the youngest of five, having the first sets of kids, and all my kids, even Amy, is a uh, adult. I don't know. I'm not gonna say how many years <laughs> you've been adult, but yeah, in your twenties. And my oldest siblings uh, have um actually kids are like elementary elementary yeah and they're you know and they're older than me mm-hmm. and they're having their own struggles even though they did traditional ways you know getting the education the job the house the kids but by the time the kids came they were a lot older but i did things backwards what what i thought what people think is backwards but i look back and i go oh i can't imagine me at my age having elementary <laughs> kids are like oh i mean just having my grandchildren around is like tiring, tiring already. yeah and so, now you are retired you've served 30 32 years 32 in the two years in the police department mm-hmm. um with all your kids grown all grown and now you have grand grandkids i have how much did i say six six, six grandchildren how yes. is how's the transition from dad to grand grand oh, it's granddad? Great. It is great. The responsibilities change a lot. Um, if they start crying, say here, Tris, pick, pick uh, take Jack. He's <laughs> or my grandson. Diapers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But 
like anything else, like you kind of overemphasize that my experience as a father and how I see how my dad was as a grandpa. He was so wise beyond his years. I was like, okay. And that's why I think where maturity comes in and experience and I wouldn't have it any other way struggling as, like I said, you crying in the middle of the night. It's all gaining experience. And when you look back, you know, nobody can take that experience that you went through. There was no book in the world can teach you um, what it is to be an actual parent until you just dive into being a parent. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's good advice that, I mean, as you get older, you can only gain more and more experience mm-hmm. to help you. I mean, um, are you enjoying retirement? Life is good. Like I always say to my friends, every day is a weekend. It's Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. I would ask my friends, tell me what day it is. Say, what? Just ask me what day it is. Okay, what day is it? Who cares? <laughs> because it doesn't matter what day it is. Life is good. and I'm kind of glad I'm retired at an early age. I get to come and fly up here and visit my daughters and my grandson. And yeah, I have a lot of more time, so I'm just happy that I uh, found a great career. And I'm still in the reserve, so I'm still connected to the police department, and I, I still get a part of them. And but most of all, just knowing that I can wake up in the morning and say, "What I'm gonna do today? Ah, I think I'm just gonna stay in bed." That's the nice part of retirement. And yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Looking back, would you? I mean, your experience and like you said, you've had years and years of experience. What's your biggest piece of advice for parents, whether they're parenting young or parenting at you know older ages, or like you, they they split it and they they you know. What's I your biggest parenting my advice? My parenting advice is we all I always say don't sweat the small things, whatever that is, and uh, life would short. Tr- um, throw you curveballs and you know you take it as it comes and just be uh i like to use the word balance even in my martial arts like we watch karate kid balance then your song balance what is that balance you just like i mentioned earlier you don't have to put things into perspective when you work you work too much overtime because yeah okay on one end you're providing from your family but on the other end are you there for your family mm-hmm. you know are you spending time with them and and I, I, not to um, throw some of my friends on the bus, but I see a lot of people just concentrating on working overtime, over the time, taking this, taking that money, the extra job. But are they um, home with their families? You know, what good is all the money if you don't build memories with your children? And and when I look back, and I'm still young, but I, I realize, you know, I, I, it took me a while, but I found that balance of, of um, working is, you know, important. You got to pay the bills. You know, you want to have a uh, decent lifestyle but yet you need the balance of uh, spending time with your family and no, doing what's important in life because when you get old and you unhealthy or um, on, your, on your deathbed you kind of take money with you you know all that yeah. money that you worked hard for and people I always read things on like social media you, you, you spend your life working X amount of years I forgot what the number was basically and then you retire at 67 or 72 whatever and then the remaining years, you you retired, but what, how can you enjoy when you in your seventies? You know, you're going to be boarding a plane, visiting my daughters, but I have to. Uh, I'm on a um, we're using a cane, a wheelchair. Yeah. You know, all because you know I just looked for that rainbow at the end, but that when the rainbow came, I'm unable to enjoy as much as I could. So just yeah, have balance in your life. I think that's good advice. I hope that I find balance because <laughs> I think I'm I'm a little like seventy percent work because of that that mentality but i think that's good advice and i have to take it for myself mm-hmm. do you have any questions amy 
I'm just curious if you have any fun memories. Like, I don't know. That's All what I want. your show. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you have fun memories and bad memories, but I always take the positive. Like I always say, I'm not going to overemphasize this, but I would have it no other way. You know, um, you can always say you have regrets, but it's part of life. Everybody has regrets and they will do things differently, but the way it turned out, you know, nothing's going to be perfect. But my good memories are like, you know, traveling with you, the kids, uh, seeing them uh, achieve their goals and still striving to achieve their goals um, and raising children of their own mm. and becoming good parents. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think any father or parent can ask for anything more about their, their kids to be happy, healthy, and live the life that, um, that actually just um, meant for, uh, for them. You know, you can always want your child to be what they, what you want them to be. But I think ultimately, you can guide them, but um, they ultimately make the decision, and you just, um, I learn to just support whatever decisions um, my children make. That takes a lot because mm-hmm. I know a lot of, a lot of people struggle with accepting what their kids want to be, who they want to be, what right. they want to be. So that's yeah. good that you have that mentality because not a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's a privilege. It, it really a, yeah. is a privilege. And I'm I'm fortunate. Yeah. I think we all are fortunate that we grew up with such parents that are like that. And yeah. Where we don't have to be afraid yeah. of anything. Failing yep. or anything. So don't be afraid to express your feelings and mm-hmm. don't be afraid to chase your dreams. Yeah. Well, I mean that kind of wraps up our thirty minute segment. I thought we were oh. gonna go on longer, but I guess that was not. fun. <laughs> well, thank yeah. you for coming on. Thank Mostly you thank you for everything you've done for us. You're I think welcome. yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I'm proud of all you, my kids, Tris, you, Amy, and my other daughter and son, and my wife. Like I mentioned, I couldn't have done it without my wife. And family is important. Like, what the, what is the show? Family Ohana. Ohana show? means from Silo Stitch. Yeah. Nobody gets yes. left behind. Yes. yes. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Thanks again for coming on. We have Amy Amy joining us again. Thank you for coming back. And then our dad, who's leaving this week. So, um, Aloha. I know. Wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, yeah, happy birthday. Our birthday's coming up. And again, you know, shout out to um, Tiff. You know, hopefully um, you'll be back on the show next week. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think she'll be better in the next, next week. But well, I can't replace you, Tiff. Yeah, we all miss you. <laughs> Well, thank you for tuning in, and we hope that you join us again next week for a new episode. Bye. Bye.